Hello and welcome to the 2017 CM Podcast. My name's Rowan Taylor. I'm joined today uh, with Ewan. Um, unfortunately, Ryan isn't here today, but we're going to give it a we're going to give it a go, aren't the we? Show must go on. So, yeah. um, so as we said last week, we're going to be talking about the most anticipated slash upcoming films of 2017, and we're also going to be talking about some films that we've recently watched. So, Ewan, have you watched anything recently that, that you want to talk about today? Uh, I went and watched the trilogy of Austin Powers again. I I yeah. always love it. I ca- I prefer it to James Bond, so it's a bit more funny. I I, I just had to go. Yeah, I think it adds again. a different approach to the sort of spy yeah, films. Yeah, it kind of just it? takes it in me. <laughs> I love the sixties kind of effect. That's where they did it in, and I thought it was just, it's a good film to watch or trilogy to watch. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I watched T uh, Two Train Spotting, which is um, this week, didn't it? Yes, this weekend, which is actually directed by Danny Boyle. Um, Watched the first one. I think a lot of people were dreading this film, thinking that it was going to ruin the first one, which is actually yeah. twenty years. A ago. lot of films do that. Um, it catches up with these with the characters, um, Mark Renton, Sick Boy, Spud, and Begbie, um, and they sort of they reunite in this in this sort of vengeful um, second film. Uh, I think Danny Boyle has done a good job. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be as good as the first one, but I don't think anyone expected it to be. I think you'll agree with me on this. Most films, most second film is never as good as the first one, is it? No, they're usually a lot worse. Yeah. It has to be perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's this sort of idea of, are they just making this film because just, you know, just to make money or are they make it because they actually want to make, to, to further develop the story? Um, but do you, do you agree with me on that, that maybe some films actually go just for the money-making idea? I think, yeah, if it's the... If the first one is really successful, I mean, Shrek, for instance, they've had about four films. Yeah. I mean, they all were pretty good, but it's, it does look a bit like a money grab. Yeah. What What do you think about the new uh, the new Pirates of the Caribbean film, which is actually going to be coming out? Do you think that need, Do you think it needs to stop here, or what do you think about that? I think this does need to be their last one with maybe a certain cast and storyline, because I don't know if it's all like a linear storyline in the sense yeah. that one, two, three, four, and five. So I I don't know maybe they should maybe they stop it there but I can't wait for it so yeah um but yeah Train Spotting really really good film I would recommend go to watch it um I think if you've watched if you watched the film in the nineties which most of us haven't because we were, well I wasn't alive in the nineties <laughs> um well I wasn't ninety nine but not in ninety six when the film came out but I've heard from a lot of people who actually watched it when it came out that reuniting with these characters is actually quite sort of um nostalgic nostalgic yeah that that's the word um and i think danny ball's done a really good job i think he's done a good job of bringing out characters which in other films because obviously they are drug addicts in other films they're sort of cast aside and forgot about and you always get especially in americanized films you get like the sort of hero they they, they focus on the hero quite a lot don't they in that sort of film yeah they do um, have that sort of uh, style yeah i think you've got You've got all the directors, such as Ken Loach, who do, who also has quite politically charged films, um, which, to be honest, I quite like it. it. It gives people an idea of what's actually happening in the world today. Um, <coughs> sometimes the media... <coughs> sorry. Sometimes the media actually depict things in the wrong way. Um, so I think people like Danny Boyle and Ken Loach are using the cinema as a medium to, to represent a sort of... Uh, feeling of theirs uh do you agree do you agree with that yeah yeah it's, i love that like, just kind of do that they use it it's a it's like their own little voice in a sort of sense yeah yeah just to, just to get their word across 
which in a way is, is actually quite good. You know, some people do it with music. Yeah. So and directors do it with films. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it on the films that we've recently watched. Um, we'll have to get back to Ryan on that because uh, hopefully he's going to be in next week for the next episode. Um, but let's talk about the most anticipated films. So we actually made a quick list before, didn't we, um, about what we think is going to be the most anticipated films. So we'll start with number three, um, which we actually came up with, which is Kong, which is... Um, which I don't know, would you call it a prequel to the first one? Uh, well, I'm not entirely sequel? sure. It's... I forget. I've got wait, which ones. Like, if it's after prequels, before sequels. After. So, I don't know if it's like a sequel because it's definitely set. I want to say like the '60s, sort of like mm. the Vietnam sort of style. You know that era. Yeah. And the one was the first one was drawn like the '50s, maybe. Yeah. So I think it's. I think the first one, which was directed by Peter Jackson, I believe, um, which also um, featured Andy Serkis as. As, I mean, there was an as, old film of it way back. Yeah, so you obviously you had the original, right. and then you had Peter Jackson's ad- adaptation of it, um, which was early in the noughties, I think. Was it 2006? Right about. Something like that. Maybe a bit earlier. Um, I think he did a good job with that film, oh, especially, yeah, especially the graphical film. effects and the CGI was fantastic. I think you expect that from directors such as Peter Jackson. What do you think about this film not being made by Peter Jackson? Do you think it's going to add a different approach to it? I'm not first, really. I think, from looking from the trailers, it looks... I don't want to say similar, but looks very good in the sort of sense as effects look on par to it. Yeah. And it just, the trailers are a really good way to see into the film and how it's going to depict. Yeah. I think, I think it looks amazing, like, how they're, like, set in the future and a bit like they found another island, I'm guessing, and how yeah. Kong's, like, basically like a king again. Yeah, I suppose it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of approach this new director has. Um, on, on the new Kong film um, but yeah going on to next um, we have Split um, you, you you were talking to me before about Split do you want to you want to talk about that for a little bit oh yeah like Split is a film about a man who has 20, I think it's around about 27 different yeah. personalities and it's kind of looking as if and all these personalities are different like some of them he may be like a really nice person and some of them he's really bad and sort of things like you see in the trailer he is like he just gets in somebody else's car and like pepper sprays and I'm guessing kidnaps. I can't I can't remember if they're the people he who are in the car are the same who are like he locks up, but and there's this other woman I'm guessing is a scientist, it's like saying, Is this another step in human evolution? As if yeah. there's no boundaries to how many like, could could they use tw- this to their advantage. Yeah, yeah like he has twenty seven, while somebody else has like five hundred in a sort of sense and it's like mm. It's a nice little kind of like gateway into like the thinking of this sort of disorder of looking good. And it could be like, this could what people could be like, maybe in a sort of sense. Yeah. It looks really good because it's it obviously, does. I would say for the actor who has to play the man with the personality disorder. Yeah. That's got to be a hard job swapping, you know, from really angry to really nice because it could be in like a yeah. clip. I think, I think that's, that shows that you are a strong actor. I think. With actors such as, I mean, we we mentioned this last last week about Ryan Gosling. He plays a character in um, in uh, Lars and the Real Girl, and I think he's got Asperger's or, or uh, autism. And it's like to be able to play a character with a disorder is is intelligent and and good. I think it's hard it, work because you you've got to just you've got to portray it really well, like as if you do have it in a sort of sense. And it's like it's a hard thing to do, I would say. Yeah, um, so. 
before we go on to the most anticipated film in my in our well in our our opinion um let's talk about some others so we've got war for the planet of the apes which is direct directed by matt reeves which actually um again um features andy circus as caesar the main the main sort of ape in this um what do you what do you think about this i can't wait i mean i loved the previous film it was such a like such a good kind of like dystopian world in a sort of sense like the apes have kind of evolved yeah. towards I think it was scientific experiments in the first yeah. one and it's just like there are now like a whole like tribe they're, the a, thre- they're a threat to humanity aren't and they not, and like yeah and, and the second one they were like a tribe and they were kind of a bit of a threat and the third one now they look like a proper you know almost similar and exact yeah. same as humans and it's like this is like a sort of amazing way to put it across I would guess like yeah. This is what could happen if, I don't know, like certain events. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Andy Serkis in motion capture. So, obviously, he plays Caesar in this. Um, do you think motion capture has been sort of the the spark that ignited his, his acting career? I mean, we, we he obviously um, played Gollum slash Smeagol in, in The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Um, what do you think about motion capture and how it's developed his career? I think it's definitely made him unique in a sort of sense, you know. Yeah. It's a hard, I don't want to say it's a hard role to be put with motion capture, but you've got to kind of like, with the instance of Smeagol and Gollum is, he's a very skinny person and he's kind of very yeah. kind of like creature-esque like on all fours. Like yeah. You've got to play to be that. A, to be able to play that character like to seems go hard. two legs to four legs is a hard thing when you have to work around with like yeah. how you express yourself. Like if you're angry, you're maybe like smacking the floor in a yeah. sort of sense. Whereas if I'm angry, I may just like stomp my foot. Yes, it's a yeah. whole different emotion expression, which yeah. is hard to do, especially with, like if you have to play a different animal, like an ape, because mm. they have different features in a sort of extent. Yeah. It's clever, I think. I and I think in Lord of the Rings, he was obviously he was a lot younger, um, but still, uh, I mean, I, I've watched the behind the scenes of of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit as well, and it shows how difficult it is. He's actually, obviously, he's in this suit with the sort of white dots all over him. And to be able to create a character through physical movement rather than just CGI, I think I think's good. Um, we've got other characters such as Smaug and, and quite a lot. Of, I can imagine um, they might have used something like that in Kong, the, the new film, maybe, um, to, to, you know, to create this character. Um, but it's certainly a thing that's being used more often now, isn't it? And, and do you think that Peter Jackson slash um, Andy Serkis has, has sort of ignited that? Um, motion capture in I the think film industry they've definitely got like, with their big films that they've shown that like, it does definitely work and I would say better than CGI because it, it's easier to express emotions with that so mm. I, I definitely say they probably were part of the spark like I would definitely say they're like part of the catalyst as well to how it's kind of more used in a sort of sense yeah um now, on to Thor Ragnarok. Um, what do you think of this? I, I've i watched one of the Thor films, I think. Um, what, has there only been one? Not entirely sure. I don't remember Could enjoying it. Could be too. It. I'm not much of a Marvel fan compared to DC, so I don't yeah. know. Um, actually, um, talking about uh, superheroes, we've got uh, Lego Batman. Um, you were talking about that earlier. What, what do you think about that? I just I think it's a great term for I just think it looks funny, you know, you kind of taking a mockery of uh, Batman being this dark knight, kind of mysterious, supernatural, kind of eerie. And they're just taking a the kind of a funny light on it and they're making fun of Batman and the D C 
Gotham mm. world in the sort of I sense. think it, it's a different approach to, to this sort of superhero uh, franchise, isn't it, don't you think? Oh, yeah, 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 like using Lego instead as well. It's kind of like, it's like for kids, but it's also for adults because it's funny. And like, yeah. It's like, uh, was it, the Lego movie was really, I would say, like groundbreaking in a sort of sense. Like it's made a yeah. whole genre, I don't Genre, know. yeah, it actually has, um, I think, yeah. Like Lego genre? <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I want to call it a Lego genre because yeah. that's like very... Um, I think that's one thing that maybe a lot of people didn't really think would happen, a Lego genre, but apparently it... Seems I to think be the it case. work. I, it's working on me. I really like the Lego movie and I can't wait for Lego Batman. Yeah, so we've also got a lot of other films coming up um, in 2017. But I think one thing that we... Um, this is our number one most anticipated film and most others, which is Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Um, what, what do you think about this? Are you excited for this? I certainly am. I can't wait for it just because of the name. In some sense, being called The Last Jedi kind of just makes you question, like, What's going to happen? Like, yeah. What do you mean, Last Jedi? Yeah. Why? Why have they chosen that name for the for the Luke film? Luke is the only Jedi. Yet we don't yeah. know about Rey or Finn. It's just yeah. like what's happening. Yeah. Um. I think I think it's uh, it sort of sparked everyone's imagination. That's sort of the name for the film. Was it Was it actually meant to be released or was it leaked? I'm not entirely sure. It was meant to be released because yeah. I think it was a whole like oh it was all on Twitter in sort of sense. It's yeah. a big. I don't know if it's a big release, but it was kind of like, here's the name for the uh, new film coming in. Is it December? I think yes, it's, it's yes, December, December. Sort, sort of towards the end of the, or, or mid-December. Um, I think quite a lot of big films like that tend to come out that time. What do you think, talking about Star Wars again, what did you think of the previous film, The Force Awakens? I think it was good. It was a good uh, comeback in a sort of sense for the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. You know, the recent thing, the new thing. Yeah, which is actually the prequels, but made... After the yeah okay yeah <laughs> yeah anyway yeah, they were they were all very like I actually really enjoyed the Phantom Menace but it mm. kind of took the Star Wars franchise and flipped it all like, upside down in a sort of yeah. sense and I felt George Lucas kind of I don't want to say I mean you ruined it with Jar Jar Binks and all don't know why he created him but still, a lot of people were disappointed by it although they did have some good act uh, sorry actors such as like Ewan McGregor and that sort of thing. Um, but it was sort of disappointing, um, wasn't it? I mean, I like Star Wars. I'm not a massive fan of it, so I couldn't really see why people would hate the the prequels. Um, what 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 would you say to someone who isn't really into Star Wars? Well, I am into it. But what would you say? What what would you say is the difference between the prequel and the original films? I don't know, really. I mean, like. The, fir- the first actual three were kind of like a whole different story and it kind of like different motivation of story, like mm. good versus bad. And then like, it felt like the newest three, the prequels, kind of tried like to make up like a storyline before that, like, oh, this is how he became, this is how Darth Vader became Darth Vader. And like, yeah. I don't think people needed to know that to an extent. Yeah. I felt like it was just like, I mean, it was good to see how Ben Kenobi or, you know, like Obi-Wan Kenobi in a sort of sense, like how he became who he was. Like, I liked that. You know, he was mm. like Jedi um, master, you know, he took Anakin as an apprentice. Yeah. And then we see how he becomes, you know, like old man Kenobi in the sort of the first thing, which I think it was a good way, but I think mm. like they just tried to like tie up loose ends and I don't think it should have been done like that. They, they could have done it a lot better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that that that's Star I mean, Wars: The Last Jedi. I think is our 
most anticipated film, isn't it? I think you also forgot to mention Logan. Yes, sorry. That's, <laughs> I was, I was really kind of, I was going to give you like an angry eye there, like, Logan. <laughs> you've not seen yeah. it. You know, if you've seen the trailers, you would have said Logan over Star Wars. But. Yeah. Um, what what do you think of that? I, I actually, watching Train Spotting on the weekend, I, I seen the, the new trailer of that, and it really shows how um, Logan's daughter is actually this amazing character. Do we um, know it's his daughter yet, or is it... I assume so. I mean, I'm guessing so that she has the claws and all, but yeah. like, we don't know yet. It could be, I don't know, it could be anything, but like. I think it's the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Everybody's just thinking, that's his daughter. <laughs> like, in a sort of sense, uh, like, in the first trailer, like, who's this girl? Like, why is, this, why is she important? I mean, like, she has claws. Yeah. I think in, uh. the, in the first trailer, it's a lot more sort of secretive. You're not really sure what's going on. But then in this new second trailer that's recently come out, it, sh- it sort of gives us gives us an idea of what's going to be happening in the film and who this character or, or in, in what we believe is her daughter, or what I believe anyway. Um, I think I think maybe they're trying to sort of spark a new uh, sort of series s- series with his daughter because obviously we know this is going to be Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine. Wolverine, I, I think, isn't it? What do you think? Yeah, of that? I think I think it's a good. If it's not, I'd have. I would say it was a bad idea. I feel like this is a great film to like stop in a sort of sense of the Hume Jackman Wolverine. But I hope they make more with if that is his daughter in a sort of sense. Kind of even if it carries her kind of like perspective on when she grows older, I think it'd be a great way to carry on like a nice franchise. Wolverine has always been a good franchise for me. Mm. Just like the only X Men I like out of all of them. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that that's pretty much it for for the films that are anticipated for this year. Um, in uh, in later episodes, we will be talking about all the films that will obviously be announced. Um, could you think of anything else that that that's possibly coming out this year? Is it Justice League? Is it? Uh, yeah, Justice League is also coming out. That should be a good maybe uh, turnaround for DC if Batman doesn't work out as well with the Lego one. Mm. Because Batman looks good, and you know we got kind of a little teaser trailer in uh, the Batman vs Superman with where you got to see Wonder Woman yeah. and Flash symbol on the computer, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. So I think it'd be good to see that because also Wonder Woman is getting her own film this uh, year as well. So yeah, that would yeah, also be yeah. good. Yeah, that that, that looks good. Um, what's that going to be called again? I think it's just called Wonder Woman. Is I think. Um, but yeah, sure. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, a little bit more. What do you think about, um, especially sort of Marvel and DC? They have these sort of Easter eggs in films, and like in towards the end of the film or in the credits. After the credits, they'll show a little, a little sort of uh, clip from a film that's to come. What What do you think about that? Do you think that's a good thing, sort of getting people excited for all the films that may be coming out? I mean, I enjoyed it because I was watching uh, Civil War, hmm. and I was just like, I saw everybody leaving and thought, oh, what rookies don't know a Marvel film? You wait yeah, till the end. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, that's another film which is coming out, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Homecoming. Yeah. Like, that's also a good film looking like. I think Marvel and DC have got a great year ahead. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of these films te- tend to come out, especially like the superhero films, tend to come out in summer towards the end of the year. Um, I think we're seeing, at the moment, we're seeing some of the, the, some would say the better films in terms of how they're made. So you've got films such as Train Spotting, La La Land, which, as we know, has got uh, has gotten a lot of nominations for awards. Um, do you think Do you think that's a good thing that that all that these films are coming out so, in such a short short space of time, or do you think they should be spread out towards? Obviously, it's you know so films can win awards, but what do you, what do you think of that? I don't know. I mean, like, 
it depends on how they uh, advertise it because it'd be mm. really bad if they just advertise one film, let's say like Lego Batman, and then don't do anything for uh, just Disney, which may come after it. Yeah. I don't know the exact release date, but it'd be, it, as long as they do the advertising correctly, I don't mind when they come out. Mm. As long as they let me hype for the film, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, but I think that's pretty much it for for our anticipated films of 2017. Um, unfortunately, with Ryan not being here today, there's not much else we can really talk about, but hopefully the next episode should be good. Um, one thing that I actually was uh, thinking about before that was films that are actually adapted from books and what the problems are behind this. So, I mean, you've got films such as Harry Potter, and I think they've actually done quite a good job of adapting from the books because they, the films were actually worked on with J.K. Rowling in mind. Um, can you think of other books? I mean, we've got The Hobbit. There was quite a lot of problems with that. Um, people said that the film didn't, that the book didn't need to be made into three films, and maybe that was a money-making scheme. What, what do you think about that? I think, yeah, that could be seen as that. But I think a lot of problems is the book has loads of information in it, and mm. you can't cram that into like a two-hour film, and that's where a lot of films, book adaptations, kind of like fall off. It's like you just missed out this massive like mm. plot line or like story arc, and it's just like you can't miss that out. That's important, but they needed to to kind of like make a full yeah. two-hour film without making some sort of like. I think like I think plot. with 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 like Lord of the Rings though, that was although that was a major success. People, some people who were. Um, book readers before that uh, were a little bit disappointed um, I, I, there was rumours that there was actually only going to be two films and there needed to be three I think to, to in order to get the whole story across um, With and again they did miss out a lot what would you think if they actually made uh, sort of books like the Lord of the Rings trilogy into a series do you think that would have made it better or worse mm, I think it could have made it better if they like worked out the times because you know that the Lord of Rings films are like two hours long, three hours long. So mm. you can maybe split it up, you know. Like, but I don't know. It's one of those ones where you, do you want to split it up into another film where you like, oh, this just happened and then end credits. Like you may want, yeah. it, you may just want to put it up for three hours and be like, look, this is what we can give you. This is the full storyline, in a sort of sense. If because if you just make another extra film with a little bit of storyline, it could be just a waste of time. Like, mm. You know. You do want to be making money with the film. Yeah. I want, you don't want people who are paying to watch it to waste their money to see a film, which is just a bit half-arsed or, you know, a half yeah. of a storyline. Yeah. You uh, want to see the full storyline. Sort of like, that's why I was a bit disappointed with Harry Potter, how they split up the last book films in a sort of sense, but, you know, into two. Yeah. And do you think that was money-making or, or what? I feel like it wasn't needed. I don't know if it was, it probably was money-making, like, but I don't think it was needed with a sort yeah. of, how they did it. Perhaps they were, they were trying to squeeze as much storyline into as many films as possible um, to make money. I mean, we can't really make that assumption, but that is a lot of the time the case, isn't it? Don't you think that people, that film companies uh, are just making more films? Perhaps this is the case with Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm not sure yet, because we don't know how what the film's going to be like. We can't make that assumption, but... Yeah. They take, like, a loved series and sort of like, people this countless amount of people who live like Harry Potter series and thought we can make an extra film here and they'll they'll watch it you know like I went and watched it because I thought I need to watch it now because they just split a book in half in a sort of sense like I've got to watch the other half how are they going to end it yeah but I think that's what a lot of them do you know they take 
of series and they just make it maybe one episode or one film longer than they should have. Yeah, like, I think like, um, again, going back onto Train Spot, and a lot of people were sort of dreading that this film was not wasn't going to be as good as the first one. Um, but I think I think they they um, Danny Boyle has actually done a really really good job of this, um, showing the sort of the um, the process of um, masculinity um, from the first films where they're young and now they're older they can't have as much fun. And it's sort of, in a way, it's depressing, and the ending is sort of bittersweet. Um, but I don't think there could have been a, a different ending. It's really good. I think you should definitely watch it because, um, and obviously the listeners today, because it is a really good film, um, and in a way, sort of eye-opening um, to me. Um, but I think that's pretty much it for today. Um, a little bit shorter, but um, I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll talk more uh, about upcoming films with Ryan next week. Um, anything else to add? No, not really. No. Okay. Um, well, if you want to listen to more podcasts, um, make sure you head over to the website and check us out on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and we will see you next time, hopefully with Ryan, um, for episode four of the CM2017 podcast. Thank you for listening. CM2017 podcast. Thank you for listening.